0: Have you been trying to find your true, authentic self? Do you enjoy rebelling against the status quo? Do you want to say fuck you to a by-the-book way of life? Are you interested in embodying all sides of yourself, even if they are polar opposites on a spectrum? In today's episode on Root Awakening, a health podcast, we are talking with Kiara Mazuko. Kiara is the founder and CEO of Bold Self, and Bold Self is a woman empowerment lifestyle brand. Kiara champions rebel lifestyles, so she is very specific to say that she does not live in a black and white world where this means this and this means this. She ventures out into all the gray areas and allows herself to embody all the different facets of her being. She is a living, breathing example of doing what she fucking wants, doing what lights her up, experimenting with life, and finding more and more wisdom along the way. Kiara mentors six and seven figure clients on business as well as empowerment and self discovery, and she shows the world that you don't have to be in the music industry to be wildly authentic and prosperous. So in this episode, Kiara tells us about her outlook on the quote-unquote authentic self. She tells us about her approach to posting on social media and what she considers before doing so. We talk about plastic surgery and makeup and a very empowering outlook on self-love. We talk about the different facets of judgment that can happen on social media and if we are really responsible for other people's reaction to the content we post. Kiara shares with us what her spiritual practice looks like. She tells us about how we can really do it our way in our lives and our business. And she tells us about a big offering that Bold Self is rolling out literally this week. This is brand new information, folks. Don't miss it. This is a fun fucking blast of an episode. It's such a free-flowing episode, folks. I'm so excited to share it with you. Let's go. This is Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am the CEO of Root Awakening and a self-empowerment icon. I am here to show you what's possible, to show you how to live through intuition and be confident in doing what you fucking desire. Follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. Say hi. Tell me what you think about the podcast. Tell me what you think about this episode. Did you love it? Hate it? Was it triggering? Was it awesome? I am always happy to connect with you. As a self-empowerment icon, I lead my clients to a stronger connection with their intuition, clarity about who they are and what they want, and fierce fucking confidence in themselves. If you are interested in working with me, DM me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. This episode was brought to you by Primal Alchemy. Primal Alchemy is a superhuman optimization brand that sells very high quality herbal supplements and carefully sourced crystals to the world. This, I say this all the time, but it's fucking true, this company is the only company that I 100% trust with their sourcing, with their formulas, with their crystals, how they source their crystals, this shit is legit, folks. Chris Story, the owner of Primal Alchemy, does his fucking research and is very careful about where he sources every single ingredient of his products. Even the herbs that they source are not only wild harvested, but harvested in their spiritual homeland that the herb was originally meant to grow in. This is called D Tao sourcing, which means that the supplements are that much more potent. Head to primalalchemy.co.uk and use the code Awakening to get 10% off any of the supplements and crystals. You can find carefully sourced crystals, pine pollen, shilajit, mushroom blends, etc. at primalalchemy.co.uk. Okay, let's get into this episode with Kiara Mazuko, founder and CEO of Bold Self. Okay, folks, today is going to be a badass episode. I have Kiara Mazuko here with me today. Kiara is the founder and CEO of Bold Self. Bold Self is a woman empowerment lifestyle brand, and Kiara champions rebel lifestyle, folks, which I fucking love. If you have been listening to Root Awakening, a health podcast for really any period of time, you know already that I love the rebel vibes. I love saying fuck you to societal norms. I love individuality and celebrating the irreplaceable authenticity that each one of us has inside of us. So my friend, Rosalie Tolentino, who is a feminine embodiment coach, introduced me to Kiara's Instagram page. And first of all, I love a brand that is fucking on point. It is one of my favorite things to go on someone's Instagram page and the brand is so authentic and strong. It's like you're stepping into their world. And it was just like I was in... Bold self Kiara Land, and I got a vibe immediately for what Kiara and Bold Self really stands for. And I'm gonna learn more about that as well as you are gonna learn more about that in this episode. But one of the biggest vibes I got from Kiara was this rebel rock and roll vibe. And folks, how often do you see rebel rock and roll paired with really empowered business? (laughs) How do you how do you how often do you see rock and roll and Rebel lifestyle paired with a lot of success and a lot of money and a lot of this luxury lifestyle. You don't see that paired together very often unless we're talking about the music industry. We are still taught in this society that in order to be prosperous, we have to fall in line, keep our fucking heads down, shut the fuck up, and act like everybody else we see around us. We still get taught that if we want to act up, we are going to be poor, we are going to be a delinquent. And guess what? That's just not fucking true. We actually become the most prosperous when we are embodying our most authentic selves. So Kiara shows us and her clients that wild authenticity can be paired with success and can be paired with living out your true self and enjoying life, right? So Kiara Mizuko, it is an honor to have you on here on Root Awakening a Health Podcast.
1: Oh, it's so fun to watch you look at you, I'm like <laughs> watching you and your magic. So fun. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for our chat today.
0: Yay, me too. And I would love to just start the episode with what brought you to this fucking successful place. You, because you are so authentic, because you are so... You're just in your vibe. You, it's so clear to me. I don't know you very well, Kiara, but I know that you are so in your vibe. You know what you like. You know what you want. You know who you are. And with very authentic folks like you, I often think, were they always fucking like this or what? What's going on? So I would love if you are interested in sharing with us just whatever's bubbling up about what got you to this place, how you knew you wanted to do this. Yeah, what brought you here?
1: I think it's such a fun question to answer because I think we all kind of will look at people who seem so anchored in their sense of self or who they are. And we're like, wait, did you, were you birthed in this way? Did you come out of the vagina just knowing exactly (laughs) right? And I wish I could say that because that'd be a really cool story. Like I came out wearing a leather jacket and I'm listening to Bon Jovi, but that's definitely, (laughs) definitely not the case, right? Like I much like many like me built this, built me, built Bold Self, not just as a brand, but as a persona. And the building has been consistent and it's been cohesive and it's been an evolution. And it's been something that has been building onto itself as I grow as a human. So the answer is the way that I became like this was through fucking up a lot, Mm. basically. And not just fucking up a lot, but also being really, really present with whatever the obstacles, whatever the challenges, whatever the opportunities, whatever the edges, whatever the heartbreaks, whatever the disappointments, whatever the ego, like all of those things emerging and just having this sense of choice, of, I don't want this. Like I know who I am because I learned who I'm not. I know what I want because I learned what I don't want. And it's in those moments of recognizing what I didn't want that I get to say, Ooh, Kiara doesn't want this. (laughs) So that's off the table now. And it's a lifelong process. It's something that I'm deeply committed to. And it's something that I deeply enjoy. And I'm very proud of the person that I've become, that I've built and that I continue to build and become in the process.
0: Hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite sentiments. Cause we, okay. I'm not going to say we, a lot of us, or if you start to dig into the most common things that successful people say about how to be successful, you will find, you might have to dig a little bit, but you will find a lot of folks that have become very successful say, allow yourself to fail <laughs> And use that as a diving board off into what you want and what you can enjoy in life and the direction you want to go instead. And I think that's such a fucking liberating light feeling to understand failure is part of the process. What do you think about this sentiment here?
1: I think it goes beyond that. So I think it's most definitely failure as part of the process. But something that I've learned and a little life hack that has allowed me to navigate my growth and my success is that I don't play in the world of black and white. I play in the world of the dictionary. So what I mean by that is I don't say whether it's right or wrong to fail. There's a there's I've seen enough successful people say I've seen enough Instagram quotes, you know, like I've seen the thing that says that failure is part of the thing. So I've seen enough of that. So it's not about whether or not to fail. It's what am I making failure mean? Because a lot of times it's the meanings that we attach to it. So if if failure, let's say in trying to achieve your a specific goal, if you make it mean that you're a worthless piece of shit or you're not deserving of love, or for example, like your marriage fails, we'll say, right. And you make that mean that your shit wife that you didn't do enough, you screwed up, whatever, whatever, then that that's a pretty heavy thing. And so no wonder people want to avoid failure, but if we ship shape the definition of it into you know, redirection, protection, whatever it is, a lesson, whatever, however, whatever feels activating and aligned for you, then suddenly feelings not that bad, right? Like if like, oh, so this is not the person that I'm meant to be with for the rest of my life. And this was just this one chapter and I'm so grateful for it and the love that we experienced. And now I'm off to like a whole new cast and crew and a whole new film and a whole new chapter of my life. How fun, how thrilling. Then suddenly failure isn't this like uh, daunting thing that we have to decide black or white if we're going to allow into our lives, Mm -hmm. I like to live in shades of gray. I like to live outside of the box and I like to pave my own path in terms of definitions, definitions of success, of failure, of happiness, of thriving, of joy, all of it. I decide.
0: Fuck yeah. That's pretty (laughs) self-empowering if you ask me. (laughs) so can you give us an example of living in the gray and i'll note as a podcast host i really like getting down to the root of okay What is this underlying answer? What are the answers that we can utilize in our lives? And I think you really remind us of something very important. It's not, all we don't always want to hear this, but it's not always a yes or no, black and white, this is the answer to go with. So I really appreciate that, first of all. Second of all, I would love to hear how you are living out life in this gray area. Do you have any examples about just how you go through your day?
1: Yeah, I think one of the, most powerful reflections that I've received from clients, you know, I work, with very high level, multiple six, seven figure like entrepreneurs who are building empires. I have also made massive investments with incredible women who have been able to reflect this back to me. One of my strengths and this, I think I might have come out of the vagina with maybe not, maybe I learned this (laughs) along the way is the permission for duality, the permission to walk in all the worlds as they exist. And so, and not making them linked. So this is what I mean by shades of gray is I don't live within boundaries of things. So for example, I could be going through a heartbreak, right? And I could be suffering soul, quote unquote, suffering, learning, healing, whatever, but my business gets to continue to thrive in the process. I can very much love a client deeply, Love them, respect them as a human, and absolutely want nothing to fucking do with them anymore. Mm-hmm. I can like I can work like I can work in all of these worlds. I can work in the world of I'm not in the mood, but I'm still going to deliver, right? Like it's so fun right now in the very like feminine um and or, like the 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 the, the space right now is very much like follow the flow, be in like what feels good, and like yes, and when you're running a company my size and, and, and you have so many clients and stuff, there are going to be days where you have to be able to not only walk, but dance in the shades of gray deliver in, and not from a place of like resistance and gross and masculine, got to penetrate through this is like, no, I get to follow through from a place of integrity. I get to be multidimensional. I get to deliver be in my magic and also maybe have cramps, or maybe also just not be in the mood or maybe in like all of this gets to work together and you get to thrive in the process. You know what I mean? Like this is where I think one of my, and I'm so grateful for this, which I really do think is a lesson and I wish I could say I came out of the vagina with, but I don't think so. I think this <laughs> is the lesson, something I learned along the way. I'm very grateful for that. And that's how I live every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love this topic these days. I am obsessed with this topic these days because frankly, it's just come up in my life. I've had a, I've had a lot of growing pains, if that's what you want to call them in the past couple of weeks. And I was really excited that I still wanted to show up for all of my clients. I was going through a time where I had to look at all of these things that I was resisting big time in my life because I was like, I do what I want. I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to do that and I'll be fine. And lo and behold, I need to fucking face the stuff that I'm resisting. So I was going through that ego is, you know, getting hit this way and that way. And I still, I was crying my eyes out. Still wanted to fucking show up to visit my clients and see how they were doing. And I really felt like I could show up Kiara a hundred percent, a 110% for them, even though I was feeling so all egoed up and I don't even know the other words, just like emotionally exhausted. I still had it in me for them. And I was not forcing myself. I am totally cool with people canceling when they don't feel like they're up for it and they just need to cancel. That is okay. I don't like this vibe of you better fucking show up whether you want to or not. No, but I wanted to, and I was so happy about this. And what was the common denominator there for me? It was this for me, it goes, it boils down to self-worth, to be honest. I'm still great. I am still a a great person. I'm still a great uh, coach mentor. I'm still uh, worthy of a good conversation. Even if I feel like shit, have you noticed these, these happenings in yourself, Kira?
1: Yeah. And I think I've noticed both sides of it. And I want to speak to both sides because I don't agree or promote or believe in the show up no matter what, but I do, but I do believe in growth at an edge. So, and like for me also like who I know myself to be in delivering something and being in like integrity with like my, like expectations and things like that. When my character, my sense of self is at stake, I do believe in being at the edge once I delivered a really potent Masterclass, like I was teaching live and I had a migraine. And I have totally like canceled rescheduled classes when I don't feel well. Like that's a thousand percent available to me. But I had this moment of like, because it was also so aligned with the topic that I was teaching on, which was personal branding in the online space, I wanted to show how we can be human. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm like, hi guys, like I'm showing up to you today in this way, meaning it doesn't have to be black or white. It doesn't have to be, it could be a gentle in-between where I let you guys know if I go cross-eyed and pass out, you know, like my team will pause the recording and we'll be back tomorrow. And like, let's let's create a, an environment where we get to exist in all of it, right? In being in my business, but also not feeling great and all the things. So I definitely believe in that a thousand percent. But I also think that what you're speaking to is a, pro, is a byproduct of, of you creating a life, a work life that nourishes you, right? As opposed to depletes you. Because okay. what I know is that when I lived a life, and in my case, it was working a nine to five, but it doesn't have to be on nine to five versus entrepreneurship. It's living aligned, an aligned life and a misaligned life. When I was living the misaligned life, it was, I was always at the brink, right? Like it was like, always like, if anything went wrong in my personal life, then automatically I just couldn't make it through the day at work. It was very much like I lived at that edge. I lived at the very, like anything would go off. If I'd had cramps, if I got into a fight with my kid, whatever it was like, boom, the day was shot. It was, it was done. It was like the, the tank had been depleted done. Right versus creating a really aligned, purposeful, nourishing life that you could go to and say, you know what, I'm having a really shitty day. I'm going through some really shitty personal things. I'm going through a breakup. I don't feel good, whatever. But damn, my clients are so dope that I can't Mm -hmm. wait to freaking talk to them for an hour and just giggle and talk about all the ways that they get to heal, find love, make money, whatever it is that you coach on, whatever it is. And again, it doesn't have to be, An entrepreneurial venture. It could be going, you know, like a a school teacher who is genuinely brought to life, you know, being around kids and stuff. It's like, does the life that you're living nourish you in such a way that you choose it in spite of things that are happening on the side, you know, that may not, because life is ebbs and flows and it's not always going to be great, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think that speaks so well to the fact that I know that I need to keep working towards what I want, (laughs) not what I think I should do, not with these perks or these perks, but this really sucks about it, what I fucking want. Because when we get there and when we make steps to get closer and closer to that point, then we do, we want, we just by nature want to show up. So if something goes off or something doesn't go right, we have this kind of sanctuary that we built for ourselves, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Hell yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so
0: I'm wondering now, Kiara, if you can tell us about what it's like to be your client, like we can just start maybe with your one-to-one clients. Like what do, what are some topics that you start working with them on first?
1: So it's interesting. Cause as I mentioned before we hit record, I'm, I'm, I'm in an interesting shift in my career. So I've been coaching now for over four years the vast majority of it has been business very specifically business coaching and then that's kind of expanded in like like embodiment in business and wealth creation and prosperity and making money and se- selling and marketing and you know personal branding and all the things and, but i've always kind of had a different tone to my work. Like you can find, you know, business coaches in the online space that are very much like, Hey, here's how you, you know, here's your one, two step to creating this or that always kind of taught things my own way, very intentionally, like activating a woman's sense of self into her gifts, into then making money into then leadership into all those things that kind of like hooking everything together. But you're catching me in a transition, which is very exciting for me that I get to kind of move back into being like a women's empowerment content creator in the space. I'm launching a brand new podcast. I have an old podcast that's still up and archived, but that was very business related Mm -hmm. new YouTube. So there's, there's a lot of like front facing things that are shifting. And then in terms of like my business coaching, It's already kind of been like this as it is my private clients and my high level mastermind clients are all women who are making multiple six figures a year or beyond having six figure cash months, like like very much like anchored, established into their life's work. So my work with them has evolved, right? Like I started, you know, four years ago, I was helping women start their businesses. Then I was helping them like, You know, grow and then scale. And like the work that I do now and that really lights me up and that I'm still, I still work with women privately on is really this like empress energy, this leadership, this like empire building, and really the sense of self and the activation that gets to come along with it. So The work that we do is less about how to get a client and more about how do I disrupt this industry? More about how do I navigate really uncomfortable conversations with my team members or how do I navigate uncomfortable conversations with my clients or within group containers? They're all very service-driven businesses. So they are women who Have gone through something or mastered something either by way of experience or education and have brought their gifts out into the world. So it's high level consulting, coaching, things like that. It's so funny to me how it's almost like my career in the past four years of business coaching really like went up and and peaked somewhere in like 2018, 2019, where it was like really like marketing and sales and how in the past year it's been about wealth energetics and Mm -hmm. like I have a program that I used to teach wealth magnetics right like on how to becoming a how to become a magnet to wealth Mm -hmm. soul fire creatrix was another program I did where it's like activating the artistry within you in like your offers and things like that the edge was another program that I did It's like embodiment and confidence it's like Even though it's like the outer shell has been like business and making money, the work is really about like, like the anchored woman sense of self, the fully expressed, fully multidimensional magic that so many women have to bring into the world. And that's kind of the work that I do or that I have been doing. And it's kind of like what this is right now. It's very interesting to watch and witness.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love that progression. Even though, like you said, you kind of hinted at it now. And we talked about it a little bit before we recorded just now, you mentioned that it kind of all works in together (laughs) because just having a business, it's all, it's not all straight and narrow, this and this, it, it involves all of these other energetics, no matter where those energetics are. It just involves like us being here involves us living, involves energetics. So uh, all of these topics kind of work in together, but it's interesting how it's kind of flowering out. These topics are kind of flowering out to the shell of what you have created. And I'm curious, like, how can we start tapping into this? This is something that this idea of magnetizing money and, and embodying the energy of this like Empress vibe is borderline new for me. I mean, I've only been in business for a year, but still throughout my life, I haven't yet yeah. <laughs> throughout my life. It's yeah, only a year, a little over a year. However, I've always had I've played around with different types of energies myself, like getting into different things, getting into like the more yogic peaceful vibe, getting into this more punk vibe when I lived in New York city, getting into this very nature vibe that I feel like I'm kind of in right now, living in Michigan. And basically mm-hmm. what I'm doing is playing with different <laughs> different parts of myself to see what sticks to help find my identity. Um, so can you go over some starting steps that we can utilize to start to find this authentic magic that we have. Because I know it's quite a dynamic to to step into different energies. Sometimes it can feel like you are putting on a mask. Sometimes it can feel like you're not being your authentic self. Sometimes you don't know what your special energy is. Do you have any tips on how to tap into that, how we can tap into that for ourselves?
1: I think... This is another one. It's I'm glad that we kind of like talked in the way that we did at the beginning of the episode, because it's very much the cohesive thread. I don't believe in this, like find your authentic self, like this, like isolated being somewhere hidden beneath all the things it's like, we are all byproducts of all the influence around us. Like we are all pieces of, 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 Lovers that we've had, of teachers that we've learned from, of areas and cultures that we've lived in. And I think people like create this like divisiveness around like a mask and the authentic self. Like I'm somebody who, and maybe it's because when I was very young, I wanted to be an actress. And I really loved the idea of like being other people just for fun. It's a concept that I tap into now when I'm like you know uh, recording content I have a persona like I get to perform and be and I love it when I walk on stage at my conferences I'm like you know like it's like yeah but I have so much fun doing it and it's essentially how I continue to evolve I very much practice the art of deciding who I want to be and then just freaking becoming her so I don't believe in this like like you know authentic self and then the not real self it's like sure fine i'm sure there's aspects of that and i think obviously we can look at it from a very technical like scientific approach but i i really do believe in i believe in inspiration i believe in motivation so I think to answer your question the answer is go try on a bunch of outfits go live in a bunch of places go learn from a bunch of teachers go read a bunch of books go watch a bunch of movies go dance a bunch of dances like go explore and discover what works for you because something that I I mean even at the super high level it's like there's no right way of doing life. I don't believe there's a, as long as you're not harming people, there is no right. There is no wrong. So everybody, like I have clients who work really, or people in my community also who work really, really well in crazy hustle bustle, you know, cities. I have others that do extremely well. And we're talking about, you know, multiple, like six figure months both these people doing six figure months. One lives, you know, in a hut in 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 the nature, and the other one lives on a skyscraper. Like it doesn't matter. Like there is no right or wrong. But how are you going to know what works for you? And really, what this boils down to is step one: you try a bunch of shit. Step two: pay attention to what works. Pay attention to when you come to life. When you feel alive. It's the same in selecting a partner. It's the same in selecting your job, your career, all of it. Like, what's the thing that makes you go, ah, that bring, that activates that life force that takes you out of your head in what you think you need to be doing and into your body into like soul expression of like, holy shit, there I am. There's, there I am. There's the Kiara. There's the essence of Kiara. Right. And I think one of the things that, you know, is really challenging, even in the coaching industry and the self-help industry, like all of it, is that although we're seeing the emergence of more people come through with like, hey, this is just like one way of doing it. There are still very like specific, like it's this or, you know, you'll fail. It's like, do it this way. There's no other way. Only this way is going to work. And I'm like, I've worked with so many women. We're so different. Like you could talk astrology. You could talk about human design. You could talk about all the different ways in which we're different. But at the very core, regardless of cultures, we're different human beings, all activated by different life experiences, past traumas, loves, you know, inspiration. And thank God for it. Thank God for all of the variety that we have. So the answer is go look, go explore, go deep dive into the world and see what makes you come to life.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. And it takes a lot of the pressure off too of like, oh, I gotta find I've gotta find my authentic self. I have to peel back these onion layers. I will say, Kira, that I noticed in myself that until I did therapeutic work, I was going to keep hiding behind a certain persona, which as far as I... Uh, Can tell right now, it goes hand in hand with who I am authentically, but there are these parts of myself that I was really like blasting out into the world.
1: That was a way of me like kind of protecting myself. Totally. Yeah. Listen, I did the same thing when I was 16 years old. So, like what people see as bold self, right? So, I have tattoos. Some of them are, as you can see, some of them are a little bit need some work (laughs) you know I've been there (laughs) got this one very drunk when I was young but the version that people see right the one who sings Bon Jovi on Instagram stories who runs on stage and humps there and is crazy animated (laughs) and like the version of Bold Self of me of Kiara that people see and know is an evolved version of the very very protective character that I developed after I was abused when I was a teenager so when I was after like I went through the abuse I very much developed a character who could not be hurt so she wore a leather jacket she listened to rock and roll she smoked cigarettes she drove a stick shift she was a don't fucking talk to me I was very tough guy coming out of like oh you hitting on my girlfriend like back up like I was always that there was a protective masculine core right so is this version much different not at the core of it. Like I'll still stand up for my friends. I'll still like, I have no problem standing up for myself and all of that. Do I still listen to rock and roll? Absolutely. fucking Like mm-hmm. all of this is like still there. But if you, like I published a book 10 years ago, which is so funny. I'm about to take off because it's it's been in print now for a decade. And when you read it, it's so funny to read the like teen angst, right? Like it's like, fuck da 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 at the core, there were a lot of really empowering principles, but it was the baby version of me, the protective, the, the one that was hiding behind a mask. So do I believe that there's a reality where we hide behind these things? Absolutely. fucking However, do I feel like there's this like pure little ball of light underneath all the layers that's untouched and unaffected by all the things like absolutely not I actually like to look at it the completely opposite I like to look at it more through like a theatrical lens like who do I get to become who do I get to play with and not from a place of I'm running away from who I was because I've done the work and healed and loved and I love that part of me it's part of who I am But how the hell am I going to enjoy this life even more? And like, let me try on this hat, this rock and roll hat. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, let me try on this like feminine way of being. Let me see if I like that. Ooh, so people are surprised to know that I'm deeply feminine as well. So I can listen to Bon Jovi, but also melt and giggle and cry at everything that I see. Do I get to, absolutely. It's all, all, we all have permission for it all. But again, it comes down to that moment. It's the same thing around being at the edge, having that awareness. Are you hiding? Is this a protective layer that you're putting on or are you exploring? Are you getting creative? Are you playing? Are you getting playful with your sense of self, your identity? Are you getting curious about what's out there? Very different energies. And I think our lesson as women, as humans is to lock into those moments of awareness of like, what is here? What's present?
0: Mm. Ah, I love it. And I thought of a really good analogy to that Three wise words coming from you. It's kind of like how I look at makeup. I used to be in the, yeah, right. I used to be in the very holistic health world, still kind of am. but I used to like make my own skin serums for people, very herbal health, this kind of thing. So I would have people ask me about makeup. What do I think about it? I don't wear it now but i've gone in little phases of oh maybe i'll put a little of this on a little of this i used to put like paint my fucking face completely i liked costuming but i was also hiding behind something so i had both of these kind of polarities mixed into that and how i look at makeup still to this day it's not it it can be whatever you want it to be but ask yourself are you hiding behind it are you doing it to cover something up that you don't like or are you doing the costuming thing? And do you just want to dress up and look like this? Do you think that you're ugly without it? Or do you think that you're just having fun? Do you think that you're better with it on?
1: See, I or think it's, it's so fun? funny because the way I see it now, there was a time that I would never, like I'm not wearing any makeup right now with you. I just came out of the shower, right? There was a time in my life that I would have never like been on camera or anything without makeup. hmm So I haven't, you know, so at that point, yes, there was self-love. There was like, like loving myself. and also like, I do believe in like, I don't have plastic surgery, but I do believe in it. I think you can, you get to do whatever the hell you want to your body. If if this is, everyone has a right to feel beautiful in whatever capacity, I believe in that a thousand percent. And again, it's in that moment of like, wow, like I'm rushing to the bathroom after having an incredibly beautiful night with someone to like cover up my face because I don't want them. It's like, there's something wrong there. So I went through that healing process and now it's like the makeup version of me is just another version of me. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's not like better or worse. It's like, and then I get to choose who I show what versions to. Absolutely. Like, I still like to get dolled up when I go on a first date, when I go out, like I love doing that. I also like to, to nod, you know, like there's, there's so many different ways that I like to play, but again, it's, it's from a place of what character, what version of me do I want to play with? What feels really fun for me versus, oh my God, if they see that, you know, I'm 34 and I have, you know, a wrinkle here or whatever it is, like, they're not going to like me, even though we just had this like night of passionate wild making love, you know, like, mm-hmm. This is where I think we all get to take radical ownership and responsibility over like our own sense of self. Like we play in these worlds of is makeup right or wrong? Is plastic surgery right or wrong? It's like, yo, just go home to the the state of mind, clean that up yourself and then go and do whatever the hell you want. But there is no, nothing is inherently right or wrong, right? Like plastic surgery or not, who fucking cares? Like, yeah.
0: It's so true. We can make our lives what we fucking want. And it's also important to note that Kiara and I, it's not up to us to tell you if you're doing it the right way or if you're doing it the wrong way, we don't know that only, you know, that right. So to say that, Oh, well, it's probably like I'm covering up something. If I'm wearing makeup, I don't know. Is it ask yourself, it's not for anybody. It's not for anybody else to tell you besides yourself, you decide, right. It can be whatever meshed up thing makes sense to you. But like knowing ourselves and getting acquainted with ourselves and what feels good to us, not for somebody else, but to us is really like the core. It's like really the core of, of all the decisions that you make in your life, at least in my opinion, what do you think?
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. And I think like we, we, I think it would be such a more empowered world if we all just took that. You know, but you know, I think it's also even that's not anyone's fault. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're taught like it's like even you know it's interesting because before I did Bold Self, I had a women's empowerment magazine. We were an online magazine that we went into print. We were in Barnes and Nobles all over the country. We were like picked up internationally. It was really cool. Wow. But it was really interesting for me though to be in a personal development slash like yeah, we'll say like a self-help energy, like space. Right. But then also be in like the magazine industry. So bombarded with like other headlines, like how to look skinny, how to this, how to that. And so it was really interesting to kind of navigate the space between how much is society or societal norms, like to blame. And at what point can we just take our fucking power back? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I mean, obviously we're seeing this also with like everything going on in the world right now, which we let's please not get into, but you mm-hmm. know, we're seeing everything going on in the world right now where it's like, like there's the blame game, the out there, like, like, oh, well beauty industry, this and that. And then, and, and, okay, sure. Yes these standards exist, the Kardashian hot bod, Brazilian butt lift thing. Okay, fine. It's all here. Like it's very real. And can you find a way to not exist as such a reaction to the external world? Can you find a way to be your own sovereign self and make your decision? You want to go get a bubble, blah, go like, but from a place of, of self, as opposed to just reacting or blaming or putting the responsibility and the power and everything outside of yourself. Right. And I think it's all the same. It's all the same kind of conversation, you know?
0: Yeah. So true. So true. And it's so, it's so fucking multi-layered Kiara because like, I can think of a couple examples in myself. There was a time and this is still developing for me. I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast or at all. I'm not sure. So I have always had a very petite chest that I love. And it took me a long time to love it because of the pressure to have big boobs and all of that when I was much younger. Mm-hmm. And I learned to love it over time. And I truly do love it now. But there's this side of me. Part of my purpose on Earth, I feel, is to experiment with life play around with these different things. I've made a lot of transformations in the in the past couple of years, even, you know, just throughout my life, just trying all different things. Let's see if this works. One day I say one thing, the next day I'm doing something completely different. I like it, right? Yeah. I, I think I see too, that you have this this side of yourself too, Kira, And I do love it. And I went through this very natural phase where I didn't have these big, long fake nails. I didn't have but I had my natural hair. I cut it myself. all that shit really lit me up. I love to do things the natural way. And then I went through a season last year, or maybe a couple months ago where I was like, <gasps> Breast implants could be really fun. I've always wanted to know what it would be like to have like huge boobs. Why not just try it and see if I would like it or not. And just see, like I could wear different types of clothes that would be flattering in different ways. I love, I really love my body now, but I thought maybe that'd be fun to just try out and I can get them taken out if I don't like them or if I'm ready to get them taken out. And I shared it with a few people and you can just see this (laughs) this look of concern that comes onto people's faces immediately. Okay. Especially in a place like Michigan, right? Like I would say even, even in certain parts of New York city, like (laughs) there's just this, this underlying judgment of, Oh, that must mean you hate your body. And I was like, damn, I was not expecting to feel that blowback of like, Oh my God. Like now I have all this self doubt
1: around it when I genuinely, (laughs) This is what drives me crazy because now that in and of itself is a standard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, this is what's it's this is okay. Maybe it's a crazy <laughs> Italian in me here, but this is what drives me crazy about the self acceptance, self love movement. And I spoke about this. Somebody asked me this on a and a couple of days ago, and I literally was like, I had to stay with this for a second because they're like, what do you think about the like plastic surgery versus self-acceptance. And I was really sitting there because I try to look at everything as much as I can, like objectively. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, I have to say I'm a big believer in like, love yourself. Like, listen, this is the work that I do. Right. Yeah. Um, But here's the thing, the self-acceptance, self-love movement has swung so aggressively to the opposite extreme that that's now the holy way. Mm-hmm. And if you do anything, unlike the holy way that you did then all of a sudden they're fighting standards with their own standards. I'm like, you're no better. You're just different. Yeah. You're the opposite extreme, but you're no better. And this is, it's so interesting. Like, it's like, I want to, I'm sure that the terminology halo effect has some very interesting scientific definition, but I want to apply it to this. It's like where people like feel like the holier than thou, like, oh, it's like the purest way is the way and anything else. It's like, no, you're just, you're saying something different, but to the same extreme Mm. as the opposite extreme as the version that you see on a tabloid with all the fillers and all the things where it's like, oh my God, they're looking at you the same, like, oh my God, like you're just different sides of the same coin. So here's my perspective on this. First and foremost, I'm a big believer in us doing whatever the hell we want to do a thousand percent. And I also shared that maybe it's because I'm in LA and I'm grown up in LA and all of the things like we all know that plastic surgery and doing these things is not going to make you love yourself more. We've mm-hmm. seen it. We've seen the damn like tales yeah. time and again. like no one here is stupid. We've all seen this. We've read the things we've, you know, we all know this. I believe And I always, I love coming back to this, the intensity of this statement, bear with me. I believe we all just die Mm -hmm. and this is it. Mm. This is your life. So what would it look like for you to love yourself so much that you give yourself whatever the fuck you want, whether Mm -hmm. it's fake tits or not, like who cares? Like whether you choose to put the halo on or get breast implants We all have the same chance of stepping outside and getting hit by a fucking truck like tomorrow. Might as well do it feeling beautiful if that's what you want, right? You know what I mean? That's so fucking powerful. It's
0: so powerful. We need this reminder. We really, no matter what we believe about what happens after this life, we need this reminder that at the end of the day, we don't really fucking know. So no matter what your beliefs are, you don't know. We just don't know for sure. Okay. So let's just do it. Let's do it. And I I wanted to highlight (laughs) to Kiara that I think, first of all, I want to put it out that I do have a thought that it's one way for people to kind of project onto other people like frustration or like, you're not doing this right or project whatever, because on the other, other side of this, I really, like I said, I love my body. And it also happens to be a very muscular body at this point in my life. It's kind of like my natural stature, but I'm into health and whatever, working out, blah, blah, blah. So it, it gets, I get muscular pretty easily. I like to take pictures of myself naked with like little hearts over my nipples and all of that. And I like to post those on my stories. It's fun. It's new for me. I'm enjoying it. And I posted it on my feed a couple of weeks ago or something. And I had this fear that I recognized come up that said, well, maybe people are going to at me because I have a body that's muscular and, and very toned. And I'm like presenting it to the world. Maybe people are going to say like, why are you putting out this, like kind of like how people talk about the magazine industry? Why are you putting out this, this vibe that, Oh, it's so easy to look like that or say, Oh, I love my body. Self-love when you look like this, that's the other side of it. So that then people are saying, no one did this, by the way, it was just a conversation in my head. Either way, it happens to people all the time. And it's like, this is the other side of it where people are like, you love your body too much. You know what I'm okay. saying?
1: L- Listen. Okay. I mean, I had this thought actually in the shower, like a couple days ago. Okay. Mm. I wouldn't be where I'm at in all aspects of my life. If I was not inspired along the way, and in order for me to be fucking inspired, I need to see people who are doing the damn things that I want to freaking do. If I look at a woman who has, see, for me, it's interesting because I've always been mostly thin. Like I have like a huge, like a, as like my, I store fat in my love handles and like my belly. So it's like, I always get this like weird shape or whatever, but for the most part, I've never really been like. I've never really gone over like a certain number, right? Mm -hmm. However, I was incredibly depressed and sad. I went through a phase of my divorce in New York. It was a whole other chunk of my life. And I, you know, four years of absolute depression and I had no muscle. Like I literally barely moved out of bed. I was just going through the motions, taking care of my son, et cetera, et cetera. Part of the reason that I was able to get back into the gym was because I, I started finding moms who had you know obviously their stories were different but who had kind of like taken their 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 selves back taken their bodies back after being you know after you know when you have kids it's like you're you're feeding you're this and now you like whatever right And I felt so inspired by that. And I literally thought to myself, if they can do it, I can do it. If their bodies can look like that, I can get my body to look like that. Not from a place of shame, but from a place of hope. Mm -hmm. So if you don't share something that you're proud of, how are people like, what about, for example, women out there who might have muscular bodies who don't find themselves to be sexy Mm -hmm. because they're muscular, right? But you posting that picture goes, wait a second, there's a muscular body. And a woman who finds herself to be incredibly sensual and sexual, like I get to have this as well. And they would never have that moment if you weren't brave enough to do that. It's the same with women sharing successes with money in the online space there's a big like you know oh you're making people feel bad for my and i go again back to the concept of radical responsibility i was like sure some people might feel bad but that's their fucking problem i'm here for the people that need to see that this is possible for me to collapse time and make six figures in six months and multiple six figures in a year and whatever it is like i want to create that opportunity for inspiration for the next versions of me like people that are still depressed not living their lives whatever Whatever it is, and show them what is possible, because that's my story. I came, I was financially struggling, couldn't pay my rent. They shut my power off in the middle of winter. And I went from that to six figures in less than six months. And so hell yeah, I'm going to share that story. Mm -hmm. And anyone that shared with me, oh, you're like rubbing it in people's face. And I'm like, no, you're (laughs) feeling your face is being rubbed in it because this is a side of your potential that you'd rather not face. Mm -hmm. But people that weren't triggered by it actually had no interest in building their own business or anything. So that's a reality of it. And I definitely champion us taking that active leadership in the online space and, and showing up in that way, because I really don't think I would be where I. I am, had I not been inspired by women along the way.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah, exactly. It's so true. And I love what you, did you say radical accountability?
1: Ownership. Yeah.
0: Radical ownership. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I love this sentiment. I've been writing about it off and on these days, just about how what we post we don't have to take responsibility for how people react to what we post. Yes, of course, there are extremes to be that that exist out there that I'm sure there's an example where I'd be like, oh, yeah, you should take responsibility. I'm sure there are examples. But in general, I don't need to not post something because I'm worried about how people are going to react. And really at all. Now that I'm saying that out loud, like what we feel we need to post, what, we, what is coming from our hearts it should just be that simple. We shouldn't be concerned about how other people are going to react. And I think there's this big movement that revolves a lot around like, let me nitpick what you are posting. And let me tell you why this wasn't the right way, because it could hurt somebody's feelings. What do you think about that, Kiara?
1: (sighs) That's what I feel about it. Yeah. Here's, (laughs) here's the way that, so I have I have some like core life principles that I live by that obviously there's, there is a variety of them that I can't tap into off the top of my head. But one of them is number one is I don't exist as a reaction to the external. And that's something that I just always consistently come back to. And the other one that has applied to my business most, which is in turn kind of related and linked to this question is it's not scalable. So I like to look at things in the way that I grow as a leader as like, obviously I love money. I love making money. So I want to look at like, what's the best way for me to like amplify and scale up something that works. Right. And in the same kind of container, if something breaks or something doesn't work at a smaller level, it's not going to work at a higher level. So it's a big thing that I like to kind of look at. Right. So keeping that kind of business principle in mind, for me to be responsible for one person's reaction equals me being responsible for five people's reactions equals me being responsible for then now 2000 reactions. And now I have, what do I have like 20,000, 25,000 something followers on Instagram. That's a lot of fucking reactions to be responsible for. It's not scalable. And the higher the number goes, right? This is all, very, this is my Capricorn, like logical kind of brain that comes in, right? The higher the number goes, the more probable it's going to be that not everyone's going to fucking agree with me and someone's going to get hurt. And so therefore I'm now suddenly babing and, res- and being responsible for 25,000 fucking people. And like, at some point, my expression is going to need to get muted along the way in some way, because there's no mathematical, logical, statistical way that I could freaking go and appeal to every 25,000, every single person in 25,000 followers. There's no way
0: yeah.
1: it just, it can't mathematically happen. So here's what I, what I believe. I believe in taking a beat before we go post online and therefore not posting from a place of Emotion and lack of like rational thinking. I do believe that right now the state of the world is so divided in and it of itself that although I'm a big believer in self expression, the chances are very high that what you want to share is going to be misinterpreted, the period. And then you're going to catch yourself in an act of defending yourself along the way. And it takes away from the magic of expressing. So I do believe a thousand percent, you need to take a freaking beat when you're emotional about something. And before you go post online, thousand percent, then I like to look at it And I try to neutralize it as much as I can and speak from a place of heart, if it is an emotional thing, but from a place of love. So I put it through the lens of love. And then I give way in the things that I share for people to believe different things. So I put little buffers out there, so much so that it doesn't affect the things that I'm saying or the way that I'm saying them because they're my truth. And I do believe that I have a right to express my truth. But I put these little filters in there. To kind of like they're like little cushions, so it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to hit people between the eyes and cause a fucking comment war, you know, in the mm-hmm. online space. But to answer your question, do I believe that I need to be responsible for every single fucking person that comes across my mm-hmm. content? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I wouldn't grow. How would my audience grow? How would your podcast grow? Yeah. There's no way. It's not scalable. See what mm-hmm. I mean?
0: Totally. I love it. I love it. I noticed recently, very recently, there's a thing that happens in the coaching. No, there's a thing that just happens across the board in social media, especially these days where people will write a very divisive post, um, which is whatever, like leaving whatever comes along with that aside, they'll write something like, if you do this, you'll never be able to do this. Or if you do this, this is what's going to happen. And I realized after being just in the coaching industry for a year, I realized, oh my God, that's not even true. Like you don't know anything about me, first of all. So then I realized, oh my God, when I want to put something out in the open, out in public, that's very emotionally charged or something that's very true to me or something that could be divisive or whatever. I just think about like what I'm feeling strongly about that I want to communicate to my audience. When it's something that's super strong and emotionally charged, I say I, and actually I always say I, now I don't say you, like you, you can't do this. You, if you do this, you do this. Well, because it's my experience, you're going to have the same experience. No, I don't know that. I don't know what your experience is going to be. And I found that to be such a nice little a nice thing to keep in mind for all of my posts. I'm so much happier just posting. I all the time. What do you think about this?
1: A thousand percent. I mean, I, I, it's funny because I'll say you, but I'll mean, I, in -hmm. some of my things, like, I know that I've gotten to a place that I take such radical ownership and such a stand for what I post, because I do put it through kind of these little like filtrations, you know, like I make sure that I'm just not like, you know dumpster fire energy of like I'll burn it all down you know yeah. so i i do go through like those kind of things but i also for example even in like my business coaching right like even my coaching in general like it's shifted very much i went from i don't think that i've ever fully coached i think that i've always kind of mostly been a mentor mm-hmm. and now it's like it's full on hundred percent mentorship. My clients come to me, they'll ask me, like, how do how did you do this? Like, what mm-hmm. would you say? To whatever. And so I've done this line of work long enough where I'd be like, oh, that happened to me two years ago, this one time. And here's how I navigated it. And here's how I would navigate it now. And that's how I how I mentor. I don't give the like you need to do this, because even when I was coaching, even on a on a private you know container, it's this, it, first of all, it may not work for them. Secondly, it disempowers them because it's like you have a choice and you have, and you get to choose how you navigate things. And then the last piece of it is that my clients started getting better and better and better results when they took ownership of their decision to do something by being inspired by hearing what I've shared. So like, if I say, well, I, you know, do it this way. And they're like, I think I want to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds actually very fun for me. And they like choose it as opposed to me being like in that penetrative, like do it this way or fail. Once yes. they choose it, then suddenly they're empowered. And when someone, when a human is empowered, it's like the sky is a fucking limit, right? Like they're, they're literally, there is nothing that can hold them back and then you see the sense of pride when they achieve the results it's they chose it they weren't they don't be like oh I did the thing you told me to do and then I got the result that you said I would get (laughs) things right like no it's like oh look what I did I'm like yes like and that's kind of the philosophy around like how I post online as well you know
0: Yeah, so true. I love that. I love that. Oh, I have a couple of things I want to mention. First of all, yes, I think that's such a good thing to know. Like if we have any listeners that are business owners and you're posting online to market for yourself, also know like if you do post, let's say you're like, oh, maybe I'll start posting I as well when I'm feeling something that's close to my heart. If people are meant to resonate with that and they resonate with that, they will see it as I themselves, right? Just because I've literally had a coach tell me before or post you, it's not, they said like, it's not all about you. So don't post, I post you. So you, you connect with the viewer, but no, the viewers will connect with it if it's heartfelt and they connect with it, you know? So I think that's such an important note to
1: make. That's also a shift that I made though, in like my own business. And I know we're not going full on into business, but for anyone that's listening, that does run a business, I do think this is really relevant. Mm -hmm. I very much was indoctrinated into the, you know, you're here to solve a problem. Like, you know, always speak to your audiences as, you, as, as you like da, 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 da. like a very formula, you know, very pull your audience, see what they need. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I started in that way. And at the time, I think the most I ever made was maybe $15,000 a month, which I know is like, a lot by, you know, but in comparison to what my business brings them now, it's very fucking different. Now, what changed? Well, somewhere along the way, I realized like, if I'm going to play that game and listen to the very mechanical formulaic approaches to, how to thrive in business, I'm going to be right beside all the other people who are listening to the old same freaking thing. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, well, how do I stand out? It's like, well, all, stop listening to all the same advice because you're all doing the damn same thing. And something that I realized, and you know, obviously four years plus of, being, of doing this business, but also being in the online space and being a content creator now for over a decade is if I'm called to share something, there's a reason for it. In the way that I'm sharing it, there's a reason for it. I have a very specific type of person that is drawn to me and I don't need to put a marketing strategy behind that because it just is what it is because it is, it's who I am. So I don't put my stuff through that kind of mechanical formula because that would just bring in the herds of people that are consuming that same content from everybody else. And that would just create a new problem. Well, how the hell do I stand out? So rather I'm just myself from the get go and I share what's true to me. My people are activated. They know, like, if you find your way to my work, it's for a reason. If we're going to work together, you know, for six months, it's for a reason, like it's all for a reason. And I don't need to ship shape myself and pretend to be something else or change the way I phrase things. Like, oh, mm-hmm. so annoying. It's like,
0: <laughs> oh.
1: that was a little side rant. I'm sorry. That was a little side rant that
0: just needed I to come love through. It. No, I love it. I love <laughs> it all. I think it's so important for us to hear that because we get, whether it's intentional or not, and like amazing, there are amazing coaches in this space, not talking totally. shit about, yeah, we both know that, right? But I think we intentionally or unintentionally get bullied into doing the things that everybody else is doing in so many different spaces. It's just like the underlying like habit of society. And we even have people in the public space that have a lot of followers or whatever that are very successful that will say in their own way, you better do it like everybody else. Even if they say, no, I go against the grain. I go against society. I'm like a holistic version of this, but you better do what everybody else does or you're going to (laughs) fail. Just keep an eye out for that because it can happen in a lot of different facets.
1: And you can, and you can listen. I also tell this to my clients. I'm like, listen, if you want to go try it that way, go ahead. You're just going to find yourself in another version of a nine to five or a job you hate or a life you hate, because you're actually not expressing yourself in the aligned, most like powerful way. You are trying to fit in a box that isn't you. And sooner than later, you're going to wake up and it's going to very much feel like a gray cubicle that you're in. So go, if you need to try it that way, go ahead. But I get everybody, you know, the people that come to me, come to me like after that phase, they'd be like, whoa, (laughs) fuck that. Like, no, fuck that. And that's cool because there are people in a very mathematical approach, even like you look at you know advertising and stuff, like input output, like there's there's definitely ways, but my my experience is this like those people aren't listening, they're not listening to your podcast. They're not in your world. Mm-hmm. They're not in my world. They're not people like that. They're they're in those worlds and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But what I find, I'm like, oh, you're brought into my world. You're activated by who I am. I am not that. So chances are that is not going to work for you. So if you need to go and add three years to your career, go ahead. Otherwise, just skip the drama and let's dive into like the artist that you are and create something that you're fucking proud of and create a legacy and have an impact and influence and help people. Why not? And make a shit ton of money in the process, but anyway, side tangent, but you know, it's
0: necessary, right? Yes. And how fun does that sound? It's always important to note that like like on the, on the topic of, of doing what feels good to you. If what feels good to you is the same as the status quo or what we've been learning for years. Great. You have so many examples to go check that out, but if it doesn't also great, you have so many fun ways of doing it and you can do exactly like, well, you can do what you want while, and I'll add the like addendum while not, while addressing the things that you're resisting as I've been learning in the past month. Kiara, I'm curious, do you have a spiritual practice that you are using right now?
1: Very much, you know. It's interesting. Like my mom, you know, my mom has always been very spiritual. She lived in India for a while. She was like this, like supermodel, mm. and like it was a very, very cool like story there. But she, oh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm. Do you know Human Design? Are you like, yeah, okay. So I'm an emotional authority. So I've always been remarkably emotional on things and like very reactive when I was younger. My mom would always say, like you need to like zen out. You need to go meditate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, screw you, mom. <laughs> you know, I went through all that. For me, what's really interesting is that I'm very intuitive, like I'm intuitively led to exploring things. And I don't make it a thing it's a thing while it works and then it's no longer a thing when it doesn't work anymore. So I, my practice changes often. So there will be phases where I will be in very deep meditation for an hour every morning. And then there will be phases where it's more of like 10 minute meditation, very deep journaling. And then I, you know, discovered tarot and Oracle and I was like, Oh, what is this? And then I started playing with that. So my, practice is an intuitive call to things when I feel like I need them like this morning for example I just I mean it's not too long ago but like a month ago I just moved here and I have like my standard tarot and oracle decks that are out with my crystals that are like you know there but I was like, ah where's that one deck? Like there's this like one deck that I need to speak to. Like, I'm like, I need to go find it. So it's very like, what do I feel like I need? Because the reason I actually discovered like meditation or anything like that was in my rock bottom, like four years ago when I started my business, when I was financially struggling. And that's the thing I'm so anal that like I was hanging on to like, Meditation's not going to work for me. Like this whole abundance or energy bullshit, not going to work. But I got to such a rock bottom that I was like, yeah, why not try it? You know, <laughs> I was like, what? And I didn't tell my mom about it. I had to do it myself. Mm-hmm. So it's very much, you know, I kind of explore, and sometimes, like my my meditative practice shifts and changes. I don't stay in one place. Sometimes I drive for three hours, and that's my meditative practice. So mm-hmm. it's very flowy. <laughs>
0: fun. That's awesome. I love hearing that. And I think again, God, liberating keeps coming up for me this word during a recording session, but it feels very freeing to hear that you kind of ebb and flow with it. I sure as hell fucking ebb and flow with my spiritual (laughs) practice. And I've been in like the spiritual specific community for a while now. And it just makes sense. You focus on what lights you up. You know, that's also kind of a, that's a human design pillar as well to focus on what lights you up, especially like depending on your type. But in general, it's a great, it's a great law to live by. So absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. Kiara, it's a special day. And you mentioned to me before we started recording that every day is special, which is a great reminder, but today (laughs) you have kind of a reveal that you're working on with your audience. Would you like to talk about that?
1: I mean, yeah, sure. I mean it's it's interesting because like I, I said, you caught me in a really interesting phase of my you know, of my career. Like this past year I've been teaching very um intensely live courses on like Energetics, wealth creation, sales, but from like a line, an aligned, you know, empowered soul space, creativity, confidence, embodiment, transformation. Like I've taught all these different classes live throughout the year. And when I made the decision, you know, earlier this summer, I could, I felt the inklings. It's like, I am like, I'm a manifesting generator. So I'm very, like, I move very quickly and I move through variations of myself very quickly and the things that light me up very quickly. And sometimes it's a, you know, big pot of things that excite me. And so like, for example, I'll have people dance to rock and roll at my self-empowerment conferences and not because (laughs) of any, like, I'm not trying to make anyone feel good. It's like literally combining the loves of my life. I'm like, everybody Bon Jovi jump, you know? So it, it, you know, over the summer, it was very interesting because I decided to stop doing live courses and I could feel the inkling of like this chapter of my career is closing. Mm-hmm. I have helped. And, and, and the way that I've helped in the past year is women of all levels. Like if you're starting a business or if you're already having like six figure months, like it, all levels, the work that I do. And so what I did was that I pre I put together a hour long, you know, kind of like closing. Masterclass, like the masterclass of masterclasses yeah. of like what I've learned in the last four years and really like what I've seen really work in this industry and the women leading in it and what it looks like to master success, you know, in the online space and all of that. So I cover some lessons and strategies and things like that. The masterclass is called Rubble She, and I announced it today and it's part one of the reveal. Part two of the reveal is that I'm actually bundling. You're like the first person to hear this because this Woo! is, yeah, because I haven't announced it yet to everybody else part two of the surprises that I think combined all the courses were like a combination of like over 16 to $20,000. And I'm doing like a mega bundle for like, I think it's under 2000 right now. You can just get it or get like a year long payment plan. Like I'm like literally just giving it all away. And it's very like energetically feels so Like, I'm so proud of the body of work this past year. It feels like a salute. It feels like a goodbye. It feels like a very, like my parting gift, you know, Mm -hmm. to the industry. There's such phenomenal women that are leading it. And I'm moving on to my own next chapter, my own creations. My things are going to shift and change. And the things that I talk about are going to change. But I mean, the things that I've taught have helped me make millions, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I love the giving like energy to that. So this is like a big day for me more than just like the announcing the masterclass, but really like definitively being like, okay, chapter is closed. Like Mm. it's now time to begin again in whatever this next new season of my life and career in the online space looks like. So it's a very like big emotional day.
0: (laughs) It is. I love it. I can feel that energy. And I'm so, I'm so happy to hear that from you. And it's like, man, I can just feel this from you. Like I'm, I'm moving through the waves of uh, what you have built just from what, what I've heard over the past hour. And it's exciting that this is what you're offering. Like, I'm super into this. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Let me go check that out. I'll go buy it before I buy all of them because it just sounds like so very, it it sounds like it just feels really good for you. It It's a big mark. It's a big landmark place uh, just in where you're at in life and in your business. And it's, it makes a lot of sense for the folks in your audience. It's a very thoughtful yeah. kind of gift for, for your audience as well. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, so uh, the thing is it's, it's so beyond like I, like I said, like you could, look at all of the results that everyone's gotten doing these courses. And honestly, like I'm so grateful and I'm so, it's been such an honor to watch all these women go through these programs, but it's interesting because everything that I've create has been parallel in my own growth and evolution. So I have that program wealth magnetics, for example, and become a money magnet. When I taught that course, I was moving from the very do, do, do very masculine approach to making money to just like my feminine essence and my magnetism and all of that. And so it was incredibly sacred for me to share that when I did soul fire creatrix, which is that like innovation, industry disruption, like creative, like how to activate that creative, like the creatrix inside of you. Mm-hmm. I was coming up to an edge of frustration in the work that I was doing because everyone was copying me like my graphics I had like I had women in my community that were literally taking my graphics and changing like their face and like the date of the I'm like dude this is <laughs> legit like are you kidding another one literally launched like a whole program the same that I had like so I went through this and it was like a sense of frustration so when I launched this it was like my being like that was what was coinciding with my own journey of like like leading, like be, you know, like move ahead of others. When they start copying you, move on to the next thing, keep going. Right. Mm. So there was that when I was going through the edge, there was my own growth in uh, embodiment. and, And that's when I really started to dial up the fact that I'm incredibly like feminine and sweet, but I'm also very rock and roll. And so like to take all that I am. And when I started doing that, I started making more and more and more money. Mm. So sharing that was like so special to me. So every program that I've ever launched has been like coinciding with my own experience, my own journey. So it's very sacred. It's a very sacred kind of like seal to this chapter because it was like, look at, I mean, you know, I live in a big, beautiful home in the smack center, one of the most expensive neighborhoods in Los Angeles. I have been supporting myself with no partner or anything. Like I have a team of people that I pay, like I built all of this and I'm incredibly proud of the journey that I've been on in the process
0: hell yeah, it goes back to that fucking authenticity. We can feel that. Even people who say that they are not intuitive or spiritual or whatever, they can feel it. They can sense when someone is being authentic or not. Even if you just describe it as, there's something off about that person or I'm not feeling it or I often say like I'm not buying it. Whatever's going on, maybe they are being authentic, maybe not, but I am not buying it. We know that. So what you can sense so well with you, Kiara, is your fucking authenticity. You've lived through it and you are just showing other people what you have learned and what really vibed Mm -hmm. with you. Yes. Thank you for that. And when we want to, if we want to get at you, when we want to go check out your stuff, support this, check out your masterclass. How can we do that? Do you prefer Instagram?
1: Yeah. Just go to Instagram, bold self. It's very easy. I remember when I first started doing uh, like interviews, I think it was like years ago and I'd be like, okay, so my website is (laughs) and you can find me here. And I'm like, listen, like find me on Instagram and actually DM me. Let me know that you listen to this episode. Let's celebrate this show together. Like I'm so happy. To do that. And I'm so happy to connect. And as you see, like I love, I, I live on Instagram right now. Eventually I'll be living on TikTok and YouTube as well. But right now it's just Instagram for me. So, bold self, find me, say hello, tell me all the things.
0: Yes, wonderful. Okay, my last question that I like to ask most of our guests.
1: What do you feel like
0: the root of health is Kiara? What do you feel like that baseline common denominator is of health? Which I'm so curious about your answer because you mentioned like, well, (laughs) I don't do a lot of black and white. I don't do a lot of one answer shit, but what would you say? What would you say is the biggest common denominator if you had to pick one thing?
1: I wanna preface this by saying this answer is coming from experience. So I just want to preface it because I don't want any judgment around it. The answer is worthiness. Oh yeah. (laughs) Because in the four years that I was depressed and unhealthy, like my self-esteem and people could say, well, you felt like that because you weren't active. It's like, no, I wasn't active because I didn't believe I was worthy of a fucking life force. That's Mm -hmm. the reality. Now, a big reason that I go and I work out and I eat what I eat and I tend to my spiritual well being and all of it is because I get to and I deserve to. And I deserve it before any responsibility out in the external world. And so that would be the root, my response beautiful,
0: very beautiful, very timely in my life as well. And I'm noticing how much worthiness I'm literally doing this work every fucking day, Kara right now, all mm. centered around worthiness. Cause I realized the things in my life that didn't seem to be like fitting together. Oh, I'm doing so well here. I'm doing so well here. My audience looks at me and they're like, yeah, she's got it fucking going on. There are these other parts that are not fitting. Why are they not fitting? Why are they not fitting? And I realized it all boiled down to worthiness and self-worth. So I love that you say it. Couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for coming on. I am so, so grateful to have you here. Kiara Mazuko, founder and CEO of Bold Self. We are so grateful for you. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Thank you for having me. I hope you loved this interview with Kiara Mizuko, founder and CEO of Bold Self. I have all of Kiara's contact information in the show notes. Folks, if you did love this episode, subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and review, share this podcast with your community. I want to spread the word on self-empowerment. Please help us do that to help people understand what they are really capable and all the options that they truly do have. This episode was brought to you by Primal Alchemy. Head to primalalchemy.co.uk and use the code ROOTAWAKENING to get 10% off any of their carefully sourced crystals, pine pollen, shilajit, mushroom blends, so many other herbal supplements. You can also check them out on Instagram at UK. And if you'd like to check out more of my content, head to the link in my bio on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. I have some freebies in there. I have a free guide to making decisions. You can have access to my email tribe for free. It's basically an email newsletter that I send out once a week where you get to find out more about my life and how I navigate through my own personal situations. And if you are interested in working with, with me, please message me on Instagram. I am Emily Kosick, self-empowerment icon and CEO of Root Awakening. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It means the world to us. We are so grateful for you. I love you all. See you on the next episode.